Cheshire. <laughs> like it's in England. Yeah, but Shire. it's in, But that wouldn't be in Italy, would it? Well, Chianti is an Italian wine that's obviously favoured oh. by Brits. So I think it's a comment on the fact that it's like a British Italian wedding uh, and British people love, you know, only yes. certain aspects of um, Italy, including Chianti. Um, so Chianti Shire. But they want it to be a Shire still. Chianti Shire. Yeah, Shire. You've got the mother character back, best mm. character ever. She is an, a phenomenal actress. Of course they got her back. Of course, has she been in every series now? Yeah, she's she been in every series and she's able to be, the like it's the most subtle uh, sort of brushing of, uh, of cuntiness mm. onto, onto any sentence ever. She's able to make even the most sort of mundane observation like a, a brutal attack on one's character. Oh, she's just amazing. So we both wanted Shiv to have her moment. She's mm. been beaten down. She's been bullied. Yeah. And she finally got it. Roman, who we thought, right, he's on the up. He's, he's on, on the, the up, up, but he's going to ruin it. They they were able to puncture his trajectory right at the end in a way that we would never have expected. No, and then Kendall arrives at the wedding. We'll get to that in a minute, but, you know, Essentially, he's had a Britney moment. This episode has been about completely restructuring and, and reframing where we thought all of these people were. Because we were discussing before we watched the episode, where what's the season been leading up to? This is the penultimate episode. What's going to be the big crescendo? Um, because there have been so many bottle episodes, like you said. Yes, but I don't think that's a big... I didn't... I could easily continue to watch it without a crescendo. Mm-hmm. I love the bottle episodes. I love that they have settings which we have never seen before. They're all new. We rarely go back to waystar now or their homes mm. like we haven't even we've only been once in logan's home mm. in this whole series um i quite like that yeah and i could happily but i i do i have heard that there is criticism that um you know where is it going what's going to be the climax but i could happily watch that i could see this being played out for series and series and series absolutely um i think that this episode was the most densely packed in terms of yeah. actual content. And both of us made sounds that we've never made sounds before, like watching something. I mean, mm. I it was excruciating at points. Every single um, possible knife that they could stick in, they did. They pulled out all the stops. This has been the showstopper episode. And it's just bleak for everyone. Everyone is bleak. Mm. And they're all so, so fractured mm. as humans. There's yeah. something so wrong with all of them. Exactly. So we start, we have in the intro, which I think was really crucial, just to have a little glimpse of Shiv um, at the flashback of of Kendall's birthday party saying, lay off the drugs, Kendall. And Kendall, we see um, later, and you can see, for the first time, I really thought about addiction in a deeper way because of what we don't see. You see him only coming in at points and you see little glimpses of him at the party kind of speaking to dealers and with his girlfriend in the fetal position at the end of the last episode, you kind of have this idea that, okay, he's going to go on this... Bender. Bender. And I think we're seeing him in this episode as the... Post in the bender. aftermath of yeah. that. Um, but we open with the scene with Kerry saying to Stewie and girl Sandy. Sandy. Daughter yeah. Sandy. Daughter Sandy. Can he just have five? Mm. Which is a power play for Kerry. And basically they're doing a uh, an ambush on... Um, Stewie and girl Sandy, basically Roman in his glory saying that they've got, they've got Gojo and uh, Sandy, girl Sandy and Stewie aren't happy about this because they, they reference the fact that, well, is he going to just go microdose and tweet about angels again, Mm. which is very, you know. So clearly he's um, been problematic in this acquisition period. And he's a famous, he's a famous, like reckless rich kid. Mm Mm-hmm. And he is 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 kind of notorious for his tweets. And um, Sandy and Stewie seem relatively concerned that um, Waystar are making such a big decision when they've obviously just accepted to come on the board. Like they should be involved in they that. They should process. be involved. And then Logan says, "Well, we can always just not not do the deal." But everybody's desperate at this mm. point. They need a big deal. And so Stewie, you know, backtracks and says, "No, no, no. We're not saying that. We are interested." And I think in this episode, like with most of the episodes, actually. It constantly to's and fro's with power and giving some giving a character something and then taking it away. Yeah. In every single scene there is an example of that somehow. Mm. Um and then we 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 they they're about to go into a big meeting mm-hmm. and Roman 
you know, Shiv's not there. Mm-hmm. Which it's, it's, it's obvious that Shiv's not there. Sandy asks yeah, where well, she is. The female Sandy asks, hang on, somebody who does have my back, or at least is another female in the situation, this toxic situation, where is she? And then, and then Roman kind of says, oh, she, she'll, she's, she'll, the president might be joining us. Um, uh, um, he no no Roman makes a joke first says oh no 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 this is just inner circle yeah um, obviously joking but that's a huge implication that Roman's already thinking about the ways that he's going to be able to push her out you know his action plan is that he has been on the up and all of the work that he's done thus far is going to lead Shiv out of yeah. him to the top table and then we cut to Shiv in bed we've never seen her bedroom before nice bedroom bizarre very open pa- like ve- all windows so many windows yeah very very billionaire floor feeling. to ceiling windows mm-hmm. very, very beige though very beige very beige and then her little dog's on the floor mm-hmm. and she's on her iPad I don't she- believe that she cares about her dog no but she looks like she's sulking <laughs> she looks depressed she has the phone call with is, is it Roman um, and she just looks... No, it's with Tom. It's with Tom. Oh, yeah. Tom's like, you know, you should be here. You should come. And she's like, no, I don't want to. I don't mm-hmm. want to. She's being basically a petulant teenager, but she is depressed. Mm-hmm. And um, she is obviously going to go to the wedding. Tom suggests that she doesn't go, and Shiv says that she would hear too much about it. But um, it's clear that Shiv is feeling sorry for herself. Yes, and I kind of got the sense that as a, with with Kendall and how that scene comes into play at the end, I felt that Shiv feels defeated by the system. Mm-hmm. She is car- starting to get a, a glimpse of the fact that her future here is always going to be belittled. She's never going to come through and be the a, an, a leader here because she's just seen as a silly little woman mm-hmm. who needs to have babies soon and yeah. be a wife. And, and then and they like, have... she feels defeated. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think Kendall is in in the same way, realizes that he can't compete with the machine that is his dad. Yeah. Um, then they have the conference call. Brilliant, um, brilliant conference call where they do like a slow pan. And Frank is um, addressing the people sitting around the table, but then also the people that aren't present, Shiv, Kendall. And then he makes a reference to the fact that because of the legal complications, Kendall and Logan can't be present. So... Um, he, I think Frank makes an excuse, says that Kendall's sick, and Kendall and says, like, "No, that's not true." And then it slowly pans out, and you see that Logan is standing right there by the <laughs> glass door. <laughs> they must have laughed filming that, <laughs> like looming over because he wants to be able to hear everything that say that they're saying. And Stewie says, "I feel like I'm taking a shit in the Guggenheim." <laughs> and then um, female Sandy uh, says that she wants it on the minutes that He's Logan watching is watching. Us. Yeah, oh, so good. And then. We have Shiv and Roman walking onto their private jet to make their way to the mum's wedding mm-hmm. in Kiantashir. <laughs> and very quickly, Roman says, you know, hey, who are you? Didn't you used to be Siobhan Roy? Because he can tell already that he's got her. Mm-hmm. He knows that she's down and he wants to kick the dog when she's down, which is what the family do. That's their way. Exactly. Like, no matter how much they fiercely love each other um, in such twisted ways and they keep sort of, coming back together again seemingly the reason why they want to stay so close to each other is because they love being able to um gloat and sort of torture one another it's almost like it's yeah it's a very sadomasochistic relationship that they all have with each other and it almost is like they don't realize the consequences because no one has ever died Mm -hmm. no one has ever been truly ruined Mm -hmm. um and they they're playing with fire yeah I, I, I do find it me- the meanness and the the determination to ruin their sibling, mm-hmm. whoever that might be. Connor's the only one who's a kind of a you know a bystander here. They all are willing to ruin them. They kind of all think that they're invincible, mm. so they think that they can keep pushing it more and more and more and do even more cruel things, and that they'll still be able to come back from this. I mean. I mean, as we'll see later on when yeah. Logan and um, Kendall have that dinner, just... there's even a reference to them still having kind of a relationship. So Roman you know? basically tries to say to Shiv, you know, look, I've Googled the stepdad mm-hmm. and he, he again is looking out for his parents. He seems to be the only one who actually at least seems like he cares. Mm-hmm. And But I, I think it's probably because he cares that, that this new stepdad character is going to steal his inheritance. He's got four kids. He, you know, he's just, he's he, Roman says he's on the make. Mm-hmm. And Shiv, says I don't give a shit and then to get Roman off her back she you know he says 
she says, I don't give a fuck. And Roman looks at her and there's a moment of just stillness. And she's like, okay, how can I, how can I annoy him right now? Oh, I can talk about sexuality. I can talk about sex. And I can say that our mom is actually just enthralled sexually with this guy and he's got a sugar dick. And Roman immediately gets uncomfortable and it, it's worked. Mm. It's so clever how sex is always used as a tool here. Yeah, exactly, to undermine him. Um, but he also... Uh, then he back, her. well, then he retaliates and says, well, you know, because Tom tries to pipe him with being like, you know, so Roman about the deal. And Roman's like, no, 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 you're not in the deal. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not involved. And Shiv says, no, no, but I know I, I am actually. And Roman says, well, no, but very soon I, you know, I can't fire you yet because I'm too scared of you. And, you know, uh, but when I do, when I, but when I do, actually, I'm going to make you be in the next room, be my sexy little secretary. Mm -hmm. And he also, earlier on in the scene, calls her um, a sock puppet girl boss president. Yes. Which is essentially just saying you have no real power. And the only reason why you're in the position that you are is because you're a token woman. Yes. And it's almost like she just lets those insults just wash over her. Yeah. And at the beginning of that scene, as they get onto the jet, we see Roman already there, sorry, and he's checking himself in his mirror. Yeah, on his in phone. his iPhone. So we, we see, you know, like you said, he's fluffing up his peacock feathers. feathers. Exactly, because he is feeling like things are about to crystallize. And yes. um, he's finally going to get what he wants. And then another brilliant throwaway comment that there's so many um, just kind of littered into the dialogue. You, just, that you, are, you don't pick up unless you watch it two or three times. Yeah, they're just so, so subtle, but... You know, when, when he says the thing about sexy secretary to Shiv, she says, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm. And as he walks away, he says, we're working. I can't do the X. <laughs> Please do it. We're working on it. We're working on it. You know, he's having therapy. Great, great accent, Jesse. Big... That wasn't me doing the accent. I gave up on the accent there. Okay, then the moment that Kendall arrives at mm, the wedding. Mr. Buzzcut. Shaved head. Really, Shaded. really having his Britney moment. And he has, he's such a, he, I, 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 I do like him as an actor, but I'm also just, he's so authentic. It's kind of weird, mm. but he has lowered his voice in this episode because he's also depressed. He's obviously gone through this huge thing post-birthday party. He's had huge revelations. He's at such a low point mm -hmm. and his whole voice throughout the episode is so low. I find it interesting as well that he's got his kids sort of tailing him oh for the God. episode. And it's just tragic because in the series, from series two, we haven't seen them since series one. Series, series two. Um, two. Two. I'm showing them since series two. They're taller. They're taller. They and it way just older. made me sad because it's like in the you know this time goes so far this time thing this goes time so far so far and they're missing out such crucial parts of their child's lives yeah and you know roman says again you know when kendall later in the episode says well, you know where are my kids and roman's like oh kendall he doesn't, doesn't know where, where his kids are so roman you have a kid too somewhere yeah where's your fucking kid um Roman doesn't have a kid. Yeah, he does. He has a kid with the first girlfriend. The another character. I mean, the only thing that is. Are you kidding me? Roman has a Roman child. Roman has a kid. So in the first series, and I, I might be wrong, and you can comment underneath if you're one of those, you know, succession sleuths. Um, but in the first series, he had a blonde girlfriend, maybe even a wife, that he fought with a lot, and they had a kid. They had Harry a kid. Do you know that? No, I can. We can. We can check fact it. Fact it. Fact check. We'll definitely get that fact check. But Kendall def Roman definitely has a kid. Anyway. Wow. And if that is the case, then that really does add another interesting Roman layer. Roman has a kid with oh, the first I girlfriend. Don't think he does. Okay. Well, you can comment I'm gonna, underneath. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Go on. on. You guys carry on. Um, okay. So but, basically, yeah. He he. Mr. Buzzcut. He Mr. Comes, Buzzcut meets his mum. He meets his mum. Instantly, she makes her first catty comment of maybe 7,000 catty comments that she makes in this episode about him looking like he's just come back from the front. And in a way, he has. He has. An emotional. Yes, yes, but there was a kid there once. At Logan's house, there was a kid. I am right. Okay. Because okay. I remember, because I love Roman so much, I thought, oh, he's a daddy. Anyway, um, so basically the mum is telling her, uh, Kendall, that there's an itinerary for the wedding and he doesn't, he's not involved in four hours of it. Yes, because and she uses such sort of that classic twee, um, upper middle class, upper middle class, um, like British um, vernacular, you know, oh, we're gonna, we'll have to divvy up the blah, blah, blah. She does it so well. She makes it sound so sinister because I think that British accents and American television generally sound so, 
they always sound a little bit evil. And I think that she just does it so well where she's able to make herself sound like this sort of Disney villain, but mm. in a cutesy way. Yeah, and he has to unpack everything she's saying. Mm -hmm. I kind of forget that their mother is English sometimes. I know. Um, so yeah, basically then Kendall meets the new stepdad who says, oh, Kendall, like the mint cake. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see Shiv arriving in, and she speaks Italian very well. And then Jerry is behind her. She doesn't speak Italian. And she very tenderly touches her new man's arm. arm. Like he's a new handbag bringing, bringing him in to, to see all of the people to be jealous of him. Well, she looked a bit frail though when she grabbed his arm. Yeah, she did almost look a little bit frail. But yeah. I think it was supposed to be more of a possessive gesture like I'm bringing you in here as a statement, almost yeah. like a statement to Roman, which yeah. we'll see later. And, and, oh, I've just lost two. Why did I put two? Um, but I thought that she... It, it was amazing that this character, Laurie, the, the boyfriend of Jerry, didn't have a line mm. and was there for show. Mm -hmm. And later on, it just, it's so tragic what happens to Jerry and, 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 and the fact that Laurie was there. And it, she's obviously trying so hard to, to, to be the next successor exactly. when she's never, ever going to get that chance. Exactly. And then we see Connor and Willa walking in. We know her name now. And um, I feel like in this episode, because they're trying to thread in um, the potential risk of her background mm. being a problem. Um, you see a little trashy side of her where she walks in to say, <laughs> Italy, yeah. pizza, It's pasta, just so great pokes. that they had the contrast of those three characters. Shiv obviously has been to Italy, Europe, Shiv is, her Shiv, entire life. Shiv is born into money. So yeah. Shiv knows Italian. She um, opens the door with her sunglasses on, looks like a movie star. That's somebody who has power literally running through their blood. Then you see Jerry, who can't speak Italian herself, but has lived in the power world enough. And knows to entertain and charm the, the person who's opening the door for her. Exactly. And then you see Willa, who's only new into power, <laughs> new money. And she is embarrassing herself by saying, Italy, pasta, pizza, toast. Pope. Toast. She said toast. No, she said popes. Pizza, oh, pasta, oh, and that's why she talks about popes. Yes, yes I yes, thought she yes, said yes, pizza, yes. toast. Yeah, <laughs> and she um, says, "Have you ever met the cope, the pope?" Con. <laughs> <laughs> and and Connor's look at he's really distracted by his phone. Um, and he it, this is just the most revealing like thirty seconds of television ever, where he <laughs> sh obviously shows like that a rich kid doesn't appreciate anything, and he says, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I've met the pope, um, uh, a couple like, popes back." Uh, what, complete, complete pope. Complete pope. Full fat pope. Full fat pope. Very religious. Very <laughs> religious. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do that for so long. Oh. Full fat pope. We, ru we, we, we murdered that. We, that. we massacred that. that beautiful. It's because both of us want to say it so much. Yeah, so both of us want to say it, but then we also absolutely fuck it up every single time. But basically, he has been contacted because Politico, which is you know the Politico, um, American <laughs> political website. I see. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I watch Veep, you know. They... We watch Veep, we know what Politico is. What is that noise? Anyway, they want to do a employment history of Willow. Mm -hmm. Willa. Uh, Willa. Um, because I think it's Willow. No, it's Willa. Okay, fine. Where, which he says will be friendly and Willow, Willa says, uh, yeah, because journalists are notoriously friendly. Mm -hmm. Anyway, swiftly moving on, we've then got the welcome drinks. Roman meets... Um, Roman uh, is is exposed to Laurie, and no, 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 with Jerry, and oh, she knocks on Jerry. He knocks on Jerry's door, mm -hmm. and Jerry is like, "Oh, I've got to check if Laurie can come." And yeah, she's being very um, showy about it, yeah. like trying to say without actually saying it. You need to stop. I've got a man here, and look, stop I'm sending happy. me dick pics. Exactly, um, which is shocking because I kind of thought that I'd pit like kind of put to rest a little bit that mm -hmm. there was obviously still a flirtation but Jerry hasn't been in the last episode I know but I think as Roman gains power what do we know about men who are feeling powerful they like showing their dick it means that they also feel like they can show their dick a little bit more and, and so I think it's implied that in the couple of episodes that have gone by without Jerry really being mm -hmm. visible Roman who's been puffed up his chest has been puffed up to the max he's probably been sending her 7,000 dick pits yeah and she very kind of sweetly and motherly says, you know, I think you do this when you're under pressure. Mm. And it's just so maternal and sad. Mm. And Roman kind of doesn't really, you know, he says, oh, so, you know, don't stop trying to open Pandora's box. You just find more dicks in there. Mm -hmm. And he calls her um, Minxie for sort of basically just trying to tell him to stop, which is obviously not a great reflection on Roman. But you know that they have a twisted understanding and you know that Jerry 
isn't shutting this down fully. She's not shutting it down, I think, because there's some kind of connection there. Mm-hmm. And it's fucked up and weird, but that's how some people communicate. They show each other, you know, the, you accept someone's dick, pic, dick pics for a while, mm-hmm. and that's just the communication level that you're at. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so it's starting to kind of hint that, okay, the dick pics are a little bit of an issue. And it's getting to a point where it's not sustainable anymore. Yes. She's had to get a fake boyfriend to basically try and stop Roman yes, doing exactly. that. Yes, and, exactly. And bringing the fake boyfriend is for show. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Roman coming up to the mum, and it, it, the way he greets, the way she greets Roman is clear that Roman is the baby. Yeah, and the favourite. And he's the favourite. And I feel like the way that Roman always says mum and mummy in such a pronounced yeah. English accent, it's like, it's, it shows a level of deference that he has towards yeah. her. And um, she kind of is with the new husband and says, you know, Roman's worried that I'm enthralled to you. And then he sleazily says, well, I think that's the other way around. And Mm -hmm. Roman has this brilliant face of like disgust. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is so ironic given that he's just been talking in like graphic sexual terms with his mother figure, Jerry, in literally the last scene. So it's a bit ironic that he can't take his mom talking about her actual own sexuality with her partner um, Um, in the next one. But he's like, you know, are you sure? You know, do you have a prenup? He's got four kids, you know. And she says, he is awful. I obviously can see that. But (laughs) but I can't survive on macaroni and memorials. Mm -hmm. And then walks off another great line. Mm. Then we have um, Shiv come over to Roman and say... Uh, you know, well, you know, what else is she going to do? Eat dick and drink champagne? You know, that's maybe her way of coping, basically. So whatever. So she basically doesn't care. Um, and then Kendall is with... Um, Dasha. Dasha. Comfrey, as her character is strangely named. Oh, very strange name. Mm. I wonder what it is, what the choices that the writers have made with calling the rich people quite absurd names. But uh, she doesn't necessarily seem like a really really rich character because she's working yeah but comfrey she, she kind of says well he's kind of desperately says you know any any offers any offers and she's like well no but there's also a couple of there's a podcast. articles there's a podcast and they're thinking that maybe they're going to do like a deep dive into connor and rose into Logan's the sister. um curse of the roys the curse of the roys yeah so Rose is mentioned, Connor's mother is mentioned. So those are already two big mysteries. Rose being Logan's sort of sister that he has a very strange emotional attachment mm, to. But who Con- died, yeah. yeah. Connor's mother, that's, a, that's never ever been raised before. So that's no. interesting. And then this boy that uh, was, was apparently killed. involved in an accident. Did, did you know about that at your sister's wedding? And Kendall just it freezes, completely goes white like um, a ghost. Yeah, yeah, I did, I, I did know that, I did know that. You should probably keep tabs on that. That's yes. what he says. Um, then we see Comfrey go over to Greg, kiss him on the cheek very sweetly. Very sweetly. So and they must have been on a few days. Yeah, or well, they must have had sex at least. And he he thinks, oh, this is nice. And then she immediately gets another text and she has to go and do, deal with some business. Um, and then Tom and Shiv are like, ooh, Greg. And I found this really strange, the scene, because it's a moment of lightness yeah. in this severely dark episode. Yeah. Where Shiv and Tom are playfully bullying mm-hmm. Greg and saying, you know, oh, so you, you, is she too good? Is she not good enough for you now? Because he's basically, Greg's very sweetly saying, you know, I don't know if she's got depth. Mm-hmm. Um, How is that sweet though? Well, because he's, he's, you know, he's he wants a connection with somebody. He wants to find love and... she's just given him a kiss on the cheek and then fucked off. Mm. You know, she's not giving him what he needs. He wants a sweet, you know, nice thing. Mm, I disagree. I disagree. I think it's about showing the sort of, the quick way that a man can turn shallow the second that he's got what he wants. I mean, Tom Tom even says, oh, what, so you were dying of thirst and now you're a mineral water uh, critic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that Greg no matter how much we think he's the moral character, yes. he's still there, he's still got the flashy watch, he's still yes. got all the, like, you know, That's the so perks true. of being rich. And, and then when Shiv says, you know, actually just use her then as a date, for the date ladder, and he's yeah. never even heard that before, and he's like, oh, yeah. He's enthralled. I mean, like, he has given up all hopes of becoming, like, a moral character, I think. Yeah. He's not going to jail now, he's not going to get in trouble for any of his wrongdoing. Mm. Um, he's having a great time fucking loads of people. Exactly, and I think he's now just seen if he can get somebody as attractive as Comfrey. Although that is the least attractive name in the world. <laughs> but <laughs> then, get anyone. big bombshell next. Mm-hmm. Jerry, all of them start to kind of panic because a tweet that Maxon has just done, that the Gojo head, Alex Skarsgård, mm-hmm. um, has done some 
questionable teats and going to Macau feeling lucky. Mm-hmm. They all tried to kind of analyze what that means. Mm-hmm. And then he does another one of just emoticons. I thought this was just so brilliant. The fact that you don't realize what big businesses sometimes have to think about. Mm-hmm. And th- they can't monopolize other people's free minds and their ch- choices with social media, um, which is Alexander's scars, scars. I mean, Maxon's, um, you know, point is that, you know, you can't take that away from me. But. It's just so funny, the fact that they're trying to analyze three emoticons. Exactly. Um, who, who says um, that uh, what, eggplants, I, 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 I'm not fluent in eggplant or something like that. I think that- um, Logan does. Oh yeah, Logan, uh, does. Logan says I'm not fluent in negotiating an eggplant, yeah. um, which is just hilarious. But so we have this, the tweet bombshell, and then we quickly cut to Connor, who is obviously starting to really believe that he can co- become president. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says to Willa, you know, I've got to think about, you know, planning. And she, I, you know, it, with the political thing, I've got to really think about my future if I'm going to be successful. I've got to plan for success. Mm-hmm. And she seems excited by this, actually, and says, well, yeah, we could go back underground. And mm-hmm. we could, you, that could be romantic. Yeah, you can come and visit me in my um, apartment. And, and she... Implying then, that there was probably a period of time in their relationship where she did enjoy it. Or... Is she ashamed? Is she hating this? Is she wanting to go back to her previous life and hide away? And mm. and and then he does the opposite of what she wants, which is proposing to her in public at his at, at, no, not at his mother's wedding, but at a wedding, which is like obviously a huge social faux pas. And for all of her faults, she seems to be relatively like like her head is on her shoulder. She knows that that's not an appropriate thing to do to get proposed to at a wedding. It was and the so first so moment in, in this episode where it was it was just so cringeworthy to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, you saw his face and then she takes too long and he's like, I'm just gonna, just gonna keep smiling. I'm smiling now like you said yes. Yeah. Because she's decided that she's going to think about she it. She needs to think about it. Oh my gosh. And then we go back mm-hmm. to the tweet gate mm-hmm. and Shiv's like, starts to get a bit excited too she's like he played you he played you Rome he played you whereas Roman is um being really quite cool and like laid back and saying no 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 he just uh he had a venti ayahuasca big gulp you know he's just like a bit of a wild guy but maybe he is sort of scrambling underneath the surface I think he is then we have Logan enter oh Roman Kendall's told that he has to leave Mm -hmm. which is funny um and then we have this moment of Logan arriving with Marsha. Mm-hmm. We have a quick flash of Kerry in the background. Mm-hmm. And then um, the mum comes over to Shiv, Roman, Tom, and they basically bitch about the fact that Logan is fucking Kerry with Marsha here. Exactly. And oh she says God. that it's the classic skunk, porcupine, and concubine um, mix, yeah. which is um, a very funny way of saying that. Yeah. Um, and Roman is right. He doesn't give a single solitary fuck. No. And then she says, do you think he's still fucking Marsha? And then um, the, the mum character. <laughs> she says, oh, I hope not. Um, he would uh, probably keel over. He'd probably keel over from the effort, basically making a comment about Marsha's weight, which is just so I don't unnecessary. Think it is. I think he's making a comment of the fact of having two sex with two people as an old man. Mm, I don't I, think, I so. think so. Or Shiv reacts brilliantly with her face. But then ha- um, Harriet, I keep calling Harriet, but the mum says, you know, oh, I'll, I'll, yes, obviously I'll keep this discreet and then leaves, obviously to tell the entire party. Exactly. And then also not discreet, the husband, Peter, comes up to Logan and basically says, you know, I'd like to get involved with some, some British government and do some stuff for charity. And, and Logan, you see him in moments when he's meeting strangers or people for the first time, he, he is quite charming and mm-hmm. has this aura about him of of just success and he's nice to these people when you we see him for the most part each episode of who he fucking is which mm-hmm. is just like just mean and out for himself and just so clever mm-hmm. with how he responds and, and acts so when he meets peter it's just oh that's what he's like at you know at public things. He's very good at it. Exactly. And that's why you he's would, got so far. You would want to go up to him and ask for business advice. Exactly. And yet he's able to then translate or convert everything that was just said in the conversation when he's talking to the people in his inner circle into like just such a kind of 
cutting. It just goes straight way. through. So he converts what Peter said to him into, oh, he just wants the dipshits in Downing Street yeah, to make perfect. him into the Lord of Sniffing Seats, which Great is just line. fascinating because that is probably at the core of it exactly what Peter wants. But he would be it's so embarrassed to know that that's how Logan phrased it. Yeah, but exactly. And it's almost exactly what he says next when he says, I'm not negotiating via eggplant mm-hmm. when they're trying to analyze Maxim's tweet because he... Logan doesn't do bullshit. Mm-hmm. He he gets a yes or a no. You're in or you're out. Mm-hmm. You're dead to him or you're fucking him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kendall. Oh my god, Kendall makes his first like like weird outburst thing mm-hmm. statement oh by walking god. over straight to him. And Roman sort of tries to be, be his bodyguard. The, yeah, exactly. Tries to be his bodyguard. But even though Logan can see Kendall standing there and he um, hears his request that um, they have dinner privately. And he can look at him in the eye. He could respond to him directly and he could say, okay, I'll think about it. But instead he tells Ugh. Roman to say to Kendall, um, tell him that we'll think about it. When Which he's right there and he so can hear him. Yeah. And, he, and Kendall looks crushed with that and says, you prick, mm-hmm. as he walks off. Um, then we have all the women out mm-hmm. in town. Shifts in Bachelorette party. And then I think we have my favorite scene that's not with the main characters. This is probably my mate, my favorite standalone scene. Absolutely incredible. The dialogue here, and also because it's just so rare to have a scene between two women in succession. I think so. Yeah, that's I think probably what was so striking about it because you really rarely get a glimpse into why Shiv is the way that she is. No. And and you don't. Oh, this is probably actually one of the few. I don't know. I, I can't remember any other scenes between just two women. I I can't I don't even pass the Bechdel test so I don't know I don't know the requirements for Bechdel. I think that if you were going to talk about technicalities, I don't know if you could actually say that Succession passes the Bechdel test every episode. Well, it fucking slams women left, right, and centre. But I mean, it places women in positions of power too. And what I like about it is that this is the brand of feminism that I believe in myself, which is that women are just as capable of being bad and yeah. morally. Um, sort of questionable as men yes there aren't as many women in succession but the women that are there are still fully formed characters and it is truly realistic of what it's like in in a in a toxic workplace the only other scene between women i can think of is between gull sandy and shiv that's what i was thinking yeah which is brilliant but there are very very few scenes between two women so that's why this stood out and we get so much information we suddenly see Shiv in a completely different light because we understand we understand and what it must be like to have a mother like that yeah and so basically she jokes that oh have you met Peter's daughters they're in interior design or unemployed Mm -hmm. and Shiv very quickly gets to the point of you know like have you have you got a prenup Mm. have you got a prenup and the mum basically says, okay, well, let's just sit down and stop sniping for a second. And they, she, for some reason, the mum just lets it all out. Yeah. Um, she is sort of like maybe approaching that messy, messy drunk stage. Yeah. But I don't think that she is. I think that she wants to hurt Shiv. Yeah. She's saying, look at me, look at what I'm doing. I'm getting married again because I'm choosing to have fun with a bit of my life. But also and she's revealing that she's poor mm-hmm. because, well, not poor, you know, Peter lost his flat in Pimlico. You know, he had a bad luck with a fish or something. So I'm negotiating the contract of um, my divorce with your father yeah. so that I can get a certain flat back. And it must be bringing it all up back to the surface. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, it, oh God, Shiv. She's, oh, he says, oh, the ba- my favorite bit was when she says, you know, Peter's got a big heart though. And Shiv says, well, opposites attract. Mm-hmm. And, um... Even though she admits that she was a spotty mother, yeah. she calls Shiv to her face a shitty daughter. Yeah, I Imagine, may have been a spotty mother, but you were a shitty daughter. Imagine calling your own daughter a shitty daughter. Yeah. I feel like that's such a strange way to phrase it. Yeah. It's so adolescent. It's placing you as equals. Yeah. It's saying that... Well, that's um, what she does. That's what she does. She, she puts them is. on equal. Because she is a child. And, you know, Shiv says, oh, you let dad take us and... You and chose, you said carbonara and daddy. Yeah. And then Shiv says, but I was 10. You were 13, as if that was... As if that makes some grand her, difference. Her it's horrible. But Shiv is quite good at not letting it in. She yeah. seems to be holding it together and it's she knows like her mum. not saying any new information. This is new information to us. Yeah. 
And the reason that it's quite a shocking scene is because it's not like Shiv is gasping at what her mother is saying. Instead, she's taking it on the chin like this is how her mother gets every time that they have a one-to-one yeah. conversation, which is probably not a lot. But the big the big point, there's this lovely dialogue about onions and, you know, I could cry. And Shiv says, well, where's the onion? And then the mum says, well, y- you are my onion. Do you think that's also like a slight joke to the fact that um, Peter's name is... Something, something close to onion. It's like Peter Bunyan or something. I don't like think that. so. No, but then the best bit in it, which is so revealing, is she says, "You know, the truth is, I probably should never have been a mother." And Shiv looks fucking hurt mm. by that. She's, You've made the right decision, Shiv. Yeah, as if she's made the decision. It's she like hasn't a double blow. Announced. It's a double blow. Because it's making an assumption that when your woman is over a certain age and doesn't have kids, oh, they have decided not to have kids. No, you don't know that. Exactly. Um, it's a double blow because she's um, firstly saying that. She shouldn't have had children, which is like horrible saying, to hear as the child. I don't love you enough, and you haven't turned out the way that I wanted you to. And probably, she, yeah, re- regretting I'd somebody's be better very, off without you. Yeah, regretting somebody's very existence is like truly one of the nastiest things that you can say, mm. especially casually over a cigarette, you know. But then saying that she probably um, should have had dogs. That she should have had dogs, exactly. And she says, "Well, you could have got a dog." And she says, no, 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 not with your father. He's very good at, uh, he, he would have only have kicked it to see if it came back. Mm-hmm. It's all he ever does. Mm-hmm. Um, Which but, is what, you know, has been so clear with Logan from in every single episode, how much he just hurts and hurts and hurts to see if they'll come back. Even in business, mm-hmm. he likes those who come back mm-hmm. after they've been hit. Exactly. Um, but basically assuming that Shiv is not going to have kids, um, is a real condemnation because Shiv knows that it's true. She probably knows that she's more similar to her mother than she wants to be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think her reaction in a few scenes later actually isn't, I don't think that is. I think that she, it's it's again an example of you. you, no matter what, you respond to your parents in the same way you probably responded when you were a child. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't ever change. And you, you respond to your siblings in the same way that you've always responded and react and, you know, want things from them that you want wanted when you were young. And so when, in a couple of scenes later, when we see what Shiv does, I think that it's her saying, fuck you, mum. Yeah, fuck She's you. trying to rebel against it. But I think the reason why it would be so hurtful is because Shiv has definitely never revealed to her mum or had a conversation about whether or not she's going to have kids. Yeah. And yet the mum has been able to guess 100% accurately. Yeah. She's been able to look inside of her and be like, I know that you're not up to the task. I know that you don't love your husband enough to do this. Yeah. And how embarrassing that your mum knows the deepest secret about you. I know. You know. Well, she's just made that assumption that she's like her, which is so egotistical. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Jerry and Roman. Um, Jerry saying to Roman, you know, Maxon's not taking any of the calls. This is a huge deal. You know, you need to do something. And Roman responds with me like, well, you, you want me to go and save it? I'll go and save it. I can do that. Mm. When I don't really believe that he can. I mean, it's a bit convenient that Roman can travel within one day to go and see um Matson it's ridiculous on that, a speedboat yeah. but i guess maybe if you're all in in sort italy of, um, you're in italy jump but what, on the boat. why was Matson in italy no he was in sweden wasn't he he was in sweden and then he must have come to his house in italy but then we have the dinner scene between logan and logan and kendall and i'm really staggered that logan turns up mm-hmm. um but he turns up with everybody and kendall says but i thought we were going to do this alone Lo- um kendall is on the back foot here he's he's gonna uh, there's something about to happen mm-hmm. And then when he does sit down and because remember in the previous scene, Roman's like, well, maybe you should wear a stab vest, which mm-hmm. is a weird thing for him to say. Kendall is, they're basically trying to imply that Kendall might kill him. Mm-hmm. But also the fact that Logan um, makes a comment about his dietary requirements. Um, it's like he doesn't want to, he doesn't, by not accepting Kendall's offer of dinner, by sort of implying that he's not going to eat, that's showing you're not my family, I don't want to break bread with you. Yeah, it's weird. It's something that, you know, it, it it's such a formal thing. He's like, I've got my own food. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Then they sit down and Kendall's like, no, 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 I've already arranged the food. I'm doing this, you know, this is, a, we're trying to have a conversation. They bring over the food. Logan says, oh, where's, where's, uh, I don't know, the Anderson? The yeah. Son, the, the Kendall's son, basically. Where's, where, oh, I want to see him. I want to see him. Come, come, come. Hey, hey, rather than actually having a conversation with him, looking him in the eye even, you know, saying, hello, I missed you or whatever. I'm your grandfather. Hi, how are you? He says, well, you taste this mozzarella. 
And then you realize it's because he wants to know that it's not poison. But he would willingly sacrifice his grandchild mm-hmm. in front of his son. Yeah, but it's also just much more of a statement of power. I think Logan logically knows that Kendall wouldn't poison him. But it's him saying, I don't give a fuck. I would rather poison your grandchild than ever let you have any kind of power yeah. over me. Which is, and, and, and basically, Kendall says, I want out. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. I, you know, I, I know I can't beat you anymore. This mm-hmm. is too big for me. Yeah, but also, he says just before this, when Kendall is responding to the, gra- the grandson taste testing, he, he sort of looks at Logan so sincerely and says, I'll be broken when you die. Yeah. What a weird thing to say. Yeah, he, he constantly gives too much away. It's like he's just making even more of a fool of himself. But also shows that you just always want approval from your parents, mm-hmm. no matter what. You know, you, you just want them to love you and you just want them to say what you want to hear sometimes. And he he still thinks the dad could love him. He exactly. still thinks the dad could sit down for dinner and not think he's going to poison him. It's exactly. so tragic. Exactly. Oh God! Um, and but, he, yeah. he lays out all of these say, like, and it's such a U-turn mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. where we've seen Kendall, which shows that so much must have happened from the birthday party to here. That he's basically gone through a real period of self-reflection. He says that he thought that he was a knight on horseback, um, no, and, or and then Logan says, "No, you're just you know." You realise that real success is a number on paper, number on a paper, a fight and for a knife in the mud, and a fight for a knife in the mud. But then Kendall again reveals too much, which is his, this is so stupid. This is why he goes wrong in this scene. He says, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life from here. And you see Logan and he knows he's got him. He's in power again. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, you're coming to daddy again. You want my help? You want Mm -hmm. my love? Well, you're not going to fucking get it. Mm -hmm. Because Kendall tells uh, Logan that he's not a good person, doesn't he? Yes, but this is so stupid of him again and how he plays this. Mm -hmm. It's so childish because what he should do is just lay out his requirements that I want two billion. I want like immunity. I want safety. You know, I just want to be able to, you know, do adverts or whatever. I just want to be able to survive. I know I can't compete with you, but I'm out. Mm -hmm. But what he does and and you, you just... You inevitably can't do when you're in a fight with your family. You give in all this other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Because I think that, like something that we do when we fight, is we hold on to stuff that we've probably been thinking about for a while or something from the last fight. Mm. And the second that you're emotional again, you throw it right yeah, back Yeah, you've got your table. ammunition ready. And um, Kendall is so broken by the fact that he was not able to become this successful businessman and take over the company in the way that he thought he would, that... Anything that he can throw at Logan while he while he he's right there in front of him, calling him a bad man morally, um, he thinks that that is going to have some sort of impact, but it no. literally does nothing. And also, he says to him to to Logan, "You're kind of evil. Mm-hmm. You know, you've you've done. You think that you've monetized America, and you've monetized all American resentments and cl- of class and race. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Logan says, you turned you just black. Noticed? You turned black bile into silver dollars. Oh, and Lo- you just noticed, did you? Mm-hmm. But I found which implies you have been complicit in this the whole time. So don't sling that shit at me. And you wanted to be involved, exactly. Um, but I found actually Logan's responses quite rational mm-hmm. and. Interesting. He, for the first time, given previous episodes, him being an invalid almost, Mm -hmm. going a bit dotty, Mm -hmm. he's so lucid in this scene and in control and says such weighty things that you're like, oh, you know, he is the master of this. Mm -hmm. There's no way out. And then you just see Kendall like a little little mouse in a trap being fucked Mm -hmm. again. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my God, to stick the dagger in right at the end of the scene when he knows that Kendall's basically asked for out, basically asked his dad for money Mm -hmm. because he doesn't know how he's going to be employed Mm -hmm. after this exit. Mm -hmm. He says, um, how long do you reckon that young boy was um, took before he started sucking water? And just like that, Kendall is destroyed because Mm -hmm. he thinks that that was a secret that was bedded in. Logan promised him that he was going to cover it up. That they would never mention it again. They would never even mention it again. It's just kind of, just like that. Yeah. It's all gone. Oh my God. And Kendall immediately looks again like, okay. He uh, he's just said, I, I'm a ghost. I'll, I'll be a ghost. But he already is. He humiliates him even more by um, sort of asking why he was in the car in the first place. Yeah, he were you says, chasing tail? Were, no, no. He says, were you chasing pale? I.e. were you chasing like white powder, I assume. Oh, I thought he was chasing tail, like sex. He said tail. No, because tail? then he says... Um, are you queer? Are you queer? Were you hooking yeah, up with... Yeah, chasing tail. 
Chasing Taylor's sex. I know, but I think that he said... What's pale? I thought it was pale. He no, said, he said chasing, chasing pale. I, there isn't such thing as chasing pale. Okay, well, I was like, that's a cool phrase. I'm going to pick that up. Um, <laughs> He's chasing, chasing Taylor. Are you queer? But, but also, he knows that his son isn't gay, right? So to say to him queer, to use the word queer as well, which is such an old-fashioned, mm. like, offensive term in terms of queer basically is what Logan is using to mean wrong, like mm. fucked up, pathetic, weak. So yeah. you, like, it's, it's, it's making even more of a mockery out of him because he is at once putting this awful weight of you've killed someone but also making it was it just so that you could get your dicks up yeah something like as pathetic as that but it's because kendall's just put the dagger into him by saying he's not a good person Mm -hmm. and logan's has such integrity about his path to success Mm -hmm. and i think he is disgusted by his own offspring because they've just got handed it on a plate and Mm so him now saying all of the stuff about you know the boy and are you queer? He ends with, you think you're a better person than me. I cleaned up your shit. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Exactly. So it's, again, Ken- what Kendall should do, or he, Logan thinks Kendall should have done, is play ball, be the dutiful son, and do whatever he, his dad wants. Mm-hmm. But Kendall has run away with the fairies and gone for it. So Kendall hasn't, you know played up to his side of the bargain either yeah he hasn't lived up to any kind of expectations that logan had for him and it for the first time i also thought hang on a second yeah he fucking ha- was complicit in someone dying mm-hmm. and he's just managed to go on as if you know have these birthday parties and, and 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 it made me think oh how much is he thinking about it he must be thinking about it all the time if you kill someone you must be thinking about it all the time even if it's hidden well i mean drugs and, and alcoholism and any kind of addiction are an escape right so that you can stop thinking about your problems mm. um and i feel like at the birthday party we actually got a glimpse into kendall waking up from i think basically a bit of a haze that he must have been in he's basically been escaping this guilt that's probably been on his shoulders for the last few years and at the birthday party when he was gonna get strung up on the harness and he decided against it and curled up uh like a fetus at the end i think that that was him waking up to what he's done and And i think and deciding to retreat and deciding to retreat shaving off his head asking for the money and wanting to be a good person and have some kind of retribution just disappear from the family because but he is trying Logan's to Logan's like hang on did. a second you can't disappear you can't do what you have to put the work in mm-hmm. you can't just disappear yeah fuck he, you I mean the fact that Logan even makes a joke before it all gets nasty about but I you know um, I made you that offer as a joke the one yeah that, that was horrible that was just a bit of fun which is something that Shiv repeats in the next few minutes mm-hmm. With, oh, no, I was just being horrible for fun. Mm-hmm. That's the way they've been brought up. Exactly. To kick a dog to see if it comes back. Exactly. So um, Logan leaves Kendall by saying, um, I cleaned up your mess. You can fuck off, kiddo. Yeah. Um, and then we, we have Shiv um, drunkenly going back to Tom. And the first thing she says to him is, let's have a baby. Mm. And he is so excited. But then she quickly goes and gets another drink and says, I'm going to blow up Roman. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's so like pumped up about this what she actually means when she says let's have a baby is i see a future for myself i can do anything i can do anything i can uh rebel against what my mother thinks which is that i'm never going to be a mother i i'm gonna have a baby with you but also all of my fears that i wasn't good enough to take over this company they're not true everyone's a fuck up and i can make it work even if it takes five ten years but how does she get to that place of confidence because we've just seen her having that Awful chat, Awful with, her chat with her mom, and it must that must be enough to energize her to think I'm I'm gonna prove her wrong. I'm gonna have a baby, and I'm gonna I'm gonna prove to everyone that I'm the best. I think maybe it's weird. It shows mom... the ego is such a huge. She needs to feel like she's in in control. Well, if you wanted to psychoanalyze it, maybe Shiv she's very smart. Maybe she can see the bitterness and the kind of emptiness of her mum's life, of having to just marry man after man and being this rich wife and having to negotiate her previous divorce contract so that she can get a better thing with her current husband. Maybe Shiv sees inside of that and thinks, I don't want that. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be just some rich woman. I need to be a powerful person. Yeah, but it's so fascinating that she opens with Let's Have a Baby. Um, Because that's what Tom wants to I know, and also, not to be oversimplified, you know, to oversimplify it, but... I really wanted that too. I want her to come in and I want her to love Tom and I want them to have a baby and I want them to have a nice life. And part of me thinking, oh, but they, they will 
that they'd have that would be so nice for them. Mm -hmm. Why can't they just have a nice time? Mm -hmm. Because no one in the series is having a nice time. Mm -hmm. Um, But then she's like, okay, well, let's do some, you know, let's fuck each other up. Let's do some dirty stuff. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, You... Because that's Shiv's negotiation tactic. Exactly. She she can only communicate through either being horrible Mm -hmm. or sex. Mm -hmm. And so she combines both Mm -hmm. and comes out with the wildest line, which I didn't expect. Where she's like... You can say anything to me. And he's like, no, 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 you you can say anything to me. Yeah, which is just as well. uh, I mean, that's like the classic thing that an awkward person says, which is when they don't actually want to have the responsibility of the sexiness. I mean, you can understand why she's not particularly turned on by him. But then she kind of seems to go Mm glass-eyed. And she says, says, you're not good enough for me. You're not good enough for me. I don't love you, but you love me. And 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 that's what makes you want to come back to me, isn't it? Because you're not good enough for me. And you want me anyway. Mm. She says it with such ease. Like that's something she's thought inside of her head a million times. Wouldn't it? Because that she's just put it down out. She's she's just put it out there. That's that's the truth. And it after she delivered that line. I mean, I felt like I wanted to throw up and I cry. Know. Well, it was it was at the second fucking. Oh no, the dinner part. The dinner with Logan and Kendall was excruciating. This is excruciating. It's all hell. This this episode. And Tom takes it, but before he leans in to kiss her after he sort of accepted this horrible dirty talk he does hesitate no he he, of, he, he looks he crushed. looks like he's about to cry yeah. but then instead he thinks well fuck it let's just go for it then okay then we have connor quick scene with connor and willa and in the morning and breakfast and he's he says you know still thinking you still thinking and she says yep it's uh just still thinking away. It's and a big life decision. And he's like, well, all this thinking can make it a bit less romantic. And then um, Greg. Greg, who um, is clearly now trying to get onto the dating ladder, um, is trying to talk to the Contessa. Um, and apparently she's a fermented yogurt ambassador. ambassador. He, he, you know, inadequately flirts with her and shows her his watch, which is a weird thing to do. Yeah. But then but that's Roman- exactly what he did with Comfrey, really. Yeah. If you think about it. So it's like he's... Just he plays the same tactic every time. It's so stupid of him, and mm-hmm. it shows that he, money is a factor, and it's weird. But then Roman comes out, and he's obviously fucked her. Mm-hmm. He's already fucked, which is amazing. No, no, no. I mean, I don't think that he's fucked her, but clearly, because Roman can't fuck anyone. But I think that he must have started to put the moves in. Right? Yeah. He says, "Back off. She's mine. Oh, I'll be back for dinner. I'm going to go save the world." Mm-hmm. Weird. Um, and then Greg says, oh, that's my cousin. He's a very rude man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's very sweet. Um, and then you see the after sort the of morning care. morning after um, uh, the abuse. Yes. And Tom feels confident enough to raise it to Shiv. That, that he was quite still, spicy pillow talk. That he's still feeling hurt, basically, by what she said. And there's an afterburn, he mm-hmm. says. And Which she does her classic thing where she kind of gets awkward and laughs and she like turns into like a mean little boy. Well, no, she... she very cleverly says, hang on, you said that I could say anything. Don't be weird about it now. That's manipulative mm-hmm. of you, which isn't true. But um, then it was just massive curveball here. When like, he asks if she did mean it when she said about having the baby. I know, but I just totally did not expect her to say this, you know, with her talking now about freezing eggs and, mm-hmm. you know, they last for up to 10 years. And, you know, you have to have, well, the main thing is that, you know, I've got to have a, a you know, a, and what is it? A, I want a, a, my womb has to be up for it or something. Oh, the host chamber is willing. Mm-hmm. So she's she's calling getting pregnant, and the process of that, you know, she's referring to herself as a host chamber. Well, she's talking about oh, hang having on. a child. Is she not? Is the host chamber somebody who's going to have the baby? Is she not even going to get be pregnant? Maybe there's a chance that she doesn't want to get pregnant herself. Maybe that's what she means by host chamber. So I'm I'm quite staggered that she immediately jumps to freezing the eggs rather than the idea of her actually being pregnant. And I think he's horrified too. And when she says, oh, you know, they can last for up to 10 years, he's he's just so baffled. Because she's not talking about having a baby in any kind of a way that would connect to being in a relationship, motherhood, parenthood. Like, it's about a process, freezing an embryo, and then cracking it open when you feel like it. And he says... She raises the point of what would what would happen if um, one of them died or one of them got divorced, and he's confused that she would. It just even becomes be something completely things. not what he thought it would be. Exactly. Um, and then they sit on the edge of this kind of canal, and she says, "Weirdly, I, you know, I don't love you, but I do love you." Yeah. And then pretends to push him in. It's just like so up. it's 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 like death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. Like she's trying to tell him piece by piece that she doesn't give a shit about him, and he's still clinging on. So then we have Roman and Maxon, and he's gone out there to try and save the day. Mm-hmm. And it's a great scene, actually, because Alexander Skarsgård is obviously 
just on his own in this amazing house and doesn't know what to do with himself, is sleeping on the floor because he's deep diving into finding the perfect mattress. Mm -hmm. And he says to Roman, uh, what are you worst at? Or something like that. Yeah, what's... Yeah. Um, well, yeah, what, what, hey, hey, what are you worst at? Because he's so bored by all of the successes of his life and his business and he's mastered the technology world. He knows the formula. The only thing that really interests him now is failure. Yeah, and so he is forensically trying to find people that are also into failure mm -hmm. and attracting himself to so many different people. He's kind of doing polyamorous uh, business mm -hmm. with getting involved with as many people as possible, almost throwing shit at the wall to see you know, in enjoyment mm -hmm. to see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, and Roman comes back after this trip and says, you know, it's out, he's out mm -hmm. to Jerry. And Jerry's like, no, but this is bad. Mm -hmm. As they're going into this meeting, mm -hmm. which is now the most stressful scene I have ever watched on TV, mm -hmm. ever. Roman is able to negotiate. He um, well, pulls no, it he all starts together. the scene basically saying to his dad, look, I don't think it's going to work. Yeah, we but think, he pulls it together. He comes up with yeah, a solution. Yeah, exactly. I know, I know. But we start the scene with him, you know, quite feeble. Mm -hmm. and But you see him getting revved up as he's speaking to his dad, performing for his dad, wanting his dad to be impressed with him mm -hmm. and bullshitting. Because the truth is, it you know, they all want this to work so much. They want the Gojo thing to work out because it's the start of a new streaming thing for them as Waystar. But... It's, Roman doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, but he also is able to actually push through like one of the biggest business decisions that would have been made in the history yeah. of what we've seen, which is changing the actual name of the company. Well, no, so it wouldn't, they Gojo, wouldn't change the actual name, but it, in theory, it would be Mo, Gojo, Go, Gojo, Gojo Waystar. Go, Gojo, Gojo Waystar Co. No, they wouldn't actually change the name. That's just saying that that's what it would have, what would happen in theory. Yeah, which is incredible because yeah. like that's never even come close to it. The fact that Logan would even consider that shows that Roman is actually talking some sense, and he fucks it all up by no, no, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. He's he, he basically. Roman says he wants to be a merger of equals. Yes. Logan, you think, given that his whole thing is about being the leader, yeah. you think Logan's going to immediately be like, well, fuck him then, he's out. Mm -hmm. But really fascinatingly, after the scene with um, Kendall before, you, you just see Logan working and you see his what's happening as it happened. Like second by second, you see actually, no, this is the only way I'm going to remain in power. Yeah. So actually, yeah. Let's do it. It's a complete U-turn for, for Logan. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's impressive that Roman got him to it. It is impressive, it. but I I think it's I think it will blow up. I yeah. think it will blow up. But Well, I mean it literally did. But he says, you know, is the guy a fuckhead? Mm -hmm. Because he assumes that anyone who does drugs is a fuckhead and a loser. And mm -hmm. that's what now he thinks of his son, Kendall, mm -hmm. as a loser. Mm -hmm. Um so, you know, I don't know how to knock out a clown, he says. And Roman's like, no, 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 he's not, you know, and he's not, I promise it, 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 it's going to be okay. So even though I think it will blow up, Roman cons the dad really into making the biggest decision ever. Mm -hmm. And, and then Jerry congratulates him by sending and, and him a nice And he does this warm weird, text. like, knocking on the table and, like, puffing it out his chest and physical kind of actions to show that he is just so excited. Yeah, he just can't keep it within himself. And maybe Jerry's like sort of display of warmth there it is a little bit suggestive like she didn't need to send him a text no, she didn't right need to there send him right second. there right then but it was the most perfect thing they could have done in terms of writing because we immediately see the text go to roman we see him open up his phone get the text well done roman and then and as everyone's just, kind of getting up and dispersing he, oh my god he um has to sort of place his phone underneath the table so that nobody can see which is where the mistake must happen but um what mistake the mistake is in of him switching from the text chat with Jerry to the Oh, father, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the only implausible thing. But I guess if he was under the table and taking a photo at the same time, it could have happened. Well, did, he, did he take a photo then? Yeah, he took a photo then. Oh, he took a photo right then. Yeah, he took a photo right then. I mean, he might have had one saved on his phone, which is, which is plausible, but um, it would be more shocking if he had, take, he had actually pulled down his trousers and taken a photo right there and then when everyone is still in the room. And the fact that he's become hard at the idea of him securing this deal. I don't think he was hard. The, the penis was at least, like, semi, semi-hard. Which is so fucked up! He's in a meeting! I mean, like, we actually saw Roman's dick. It clearly and wasn't clear. did he Colton's get hard dick. from getting the text from Jerry? No, he got he got hard from, from having the deal and from being congratulated by Jerry because she thinks that he did a good job. That made him rock hard. Like, yeah. that's fucking hilarious. So then and then he sends the photo 
and the text that accompanies it saying, Jerry, should we go to dinner to celebrate to Logan? Dick pic and dinner. I mean, when you see Logan's face? No, 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 when you see fucking Roman's face, he looks like the soul has left his body. No, but it's same with Logan. Logan looks absolutely horrified and immediately has this kind of idea that all of his kids are fuck-ups. Exactly. And so he says, I need five. Shiv pounces. She knows. Oh, hang on. She's got her business turtleneck on. She fucking, she's She's ready to go. She's got her navy striped suit on. Exactly. And she follows him and immediately, obviously, he hands her the phone and says, you know, no, Roman does this to Jerry. This is a thing. Shiv is so cold-blooded in this scene. So cold-blooded. She's able to make Roman sound like a little baby. And then makes up... Yeah, Roman, Roman is done. He, she's her. getting her. She's he, Roman's getting his comeuppance, and and you know he. She then makes out that you know he's weird. He's weird with people. You know there was things with his personal trainer, and mm-hmm. you know it's. And then Logan doesn't entertain it very you know much. He just basically says, "Okay, thank you, Pinky," because he doesn't want to know. Mm-hmm. All he knows is that Roman is now out. Yep, and he calls her Pinky again, which we've worked out as a term of endearment that he uses. When Shiv is in his good books, yeah. So by her calling her, by calling him Pinky, then we kind of know, okay, Shiv's probably number one child again. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Jerry's still the um, interim CEO. Yeah, they don't really make a huge deal of that. Exactly. So then he screams, Roman! Gets Roman to come in. Roman looks absolutely terrified. He looks about five years old. Oh my God, I've never felt more sorry for him. And the first thing Logan says is, are you a sicko? Yeah. And he asks why. What are dick pics? Why would you send that? And the way he says, uh, well, he's just saying, here's my dick, I guess. Yeah, I know, but it's so funny because Roman is trying to kind of get out of the situation by pretending this is something that just happens in business. Exactly. And Logan very cleverly says, no, hang on a second. We do run news channels. I know that dick pics exist. Yeah. What the fuck is this? Yeah. What interests you in Jerry? She's about a billion years old. Exactly. You're a laughing stock, which is very interesting because it shows that Logan thinks of women above a certain age as a non-sexual. Exactly. Um, um, but also that Roman thinks that he can do his normal joking around and be like, oh, well, here's my dick. And that Logan will just sort of brush it off as, oh, just another quirk of his son. But, but then instead, Logan-, Logan just absolutely does not agree that this is an acceptable thing to do. He has some morals when it comes to that but area. But then he also references... Tabitha, who's um, Roman's nice ex-girlfriend, he says a nice piece of tail. Yeah, he says, what happened to Tabitha, that your ex-girlfriend, that, that tall, blonde, nice piece of tail? Something like that. But it just shows that in this world, you need to have someone to be official and to seem kind of like that you're proper. You have to have a girlfriend, you have to have a husband, you have to have to seem proper. You know, que- being queer or being mm-hmm. a sicko mm-hmm. isn't going to, is not okay yeah. in this situation for exactly. Logan. Oh my God. And then he says, well, Jerry's out then. Jerry's out type thing. And Roman says, you know, I'm not a feminist, but I think firing a senior female is going to be bad for, for receiving you. dick pics is going to be bad. For receiving dick pics. Oh my God. So, um, oh my God. Roman ends um, this episode with his tail between his legs. And then we have Shiv going, pulling Jerry along. Jerry doesn't really know what's happened. She doesn't realize that Logan's been sent the dick pic that was meant for her. And she says very little and Shiv takes the lead and says you know you know if you if you're being sexually harassed if you can't deal with your own sexual harassment I mean could there be a more sort of evil sentence no because she's very clever she knows that she can spin this as sexual harassment she can get Roman out she can get Jerry at the same time Um, and she knows that um, Jerry has been complicit Shiv suddenly holds all the cards it's fascinating it's just amazing and Jerry poor I feel so sorry for Jerry you know, she's got a nice new boyfriend. Mm. She didn't deserve those dick pics. Mm. And also, she should have she should have had some sex with Roman, maybe. That would have maybe been fine. Maybe if they had an actual relationship, maybe then it wouldn't have been... He wouldn't have had to send her dick pics. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I actually do feel like they have a connection. And you can see in that moment, Jerry seems to be deeply upset that Roman is in the situation. Yeah. In a motherly way. And oh. maybe she almost feels guilty for sending him that... Um, well, well done, done. Roman well, text because she knew that that would probably provoke him into doing something like this not that it's her responsibility because it's exactly because exactly, it shows that what their their way of communicating is to is to compliment each other and then to be nasty mm-hmm. and and so it's weird that she sent that right there and then mm-hmm. oh my god this was such a long episode this was 63 minutes episode mm. and then the final beautiful scene of Kendall floating 
floating on a Lido with a beer, face down, with his kids looking very disappointed in the splendor of the beautiful Italian countryside, them, them on their iPads, mm-hmm. and then the daughter looking at him disappointingly and then walking inside. And then the poor son, who, who has, you know, is probably, I, I would hope, in the next series, would, we would see a little bit more of their family. Mm-hmm. Because the idea of Kendall's son in this is... Like, I feel very sorry for him. Well, he was shouted at um, by Kendall, I remember, um, at the wedding uh, when he got in the way. And um, yeah, I think... Wasn't that, that Logan who shouted at him? No, no, no. It was Kendall because oh, right. he thought that he, the son was somebody else coming into the room. Oh, the yes, 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 yes. Um, but you see Kendall um, being left by his children, dropping his beer bottle into the pool and watching it float down like I'm sure he's imagining the boy that he got killed in the car yeah and um he sort of breathes air bubbles into the water and you wonder if he's almost like considering killing himself he's so empty i know he's destroyed oh my god that it's so that episode was so stressful it was so good and it was like it's just unbelievable how many um storylines they were able to not only tie up but completely change the direction of it felt like I would never have been able to predict any of the things no, that happened, I, but it makes perfect sense now. But I would just love to know how early on they knew that scene was going to happen with the dick pic. Um, oh my God, I reckon that that was probably a bit of a loss. I mean, No, I don't think so, because I think that's changed everything. Do you think so? That's changed everything. Do you think I reckon that's why that they've been throwing it yeah, so totally, far in? Yeah, totally, totally. Oh my God, maybe you're right. It's thrown everything. It, I just don't know what can happen now. They, they basically fattened Roman up just and just until the point where he was actually doing a good job only to fuck it all up and they they fattened him up to burst him yeah and Shiv is going to swoop right in because she probably isn't going to make as good a leader as Roman would have but she's cunning enough to be able to know how to use her power so predictions I reckon Roman is going to be is going to still be okay Mm -hmm. I think that will be okay Jerry will be out and that'll be tragic yeah I reckon Shiv and Tom will break up and I think that Shiv will be so upset that Tom leaves her that she'll fuck up again. Yeah. I think Kendall will do something so damaging for the family that it will bring the Roys even more into kind of shame, public shame. Uh, And I reckon Greg will have to step up somehow. Yeah, you're right. Tom is going to leave Shiv. That's going to be one of the things that happens in the next episode, isn't it? He has to leave Shiv. He He can't be treated like that. He has to leave Shiv. He has to. Oh my God, good episode. That was a good episode. You survived even though you were sick. Yes, I'm not feeling very, very well. And Jessie's obviously... um, Pregnant, pregnant, so having to wee every five minutes. Thank you for sticking with us as we gave you our detailed <laughs> recap. <laughs> that was fun. It was fun. Only one more. Only one, one more. more. If you want to see any extra stuff that's not succession related, we are going to start something new on our Patreon, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be a book club, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. So if you don't like books or you do like books, just become a patron. Mm. And also there's going to be lots of diary entries of my pregnancy, which I'm sure are very boring for people to read. But if you like that kind of thing, there's one this week. So yeah, patreon.com forward slash sisters to support this 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 lovely little podcast. <laughs> we don't have our banner. We should have our banner. I know. Where is that? Anyway. Thank you so much Adios. for listening. Bye. How do you say bye in Italian? Um, uh, Ciao. Arrivederci.